Hello and welcome to Bampow TV, your weekly recap for Hella Superheroes. We are here to talk about Winona Earp, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Cloak and Dagger, and Preacher. Yes. Dumb. That's it? That's it? Mm-hmm. Anyone have any news? It's hot. It is hot. It's been hot for months now. That's not news. Yeah. Well, it's news because it's current. It's current uh, events. My news is I accidentally went on Twitter while waiting for this to start, and someone's coming for LeBron James, and I immediately backed out of Twitter. Rookie like, mistake. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, what else do we have? They're starting to cast Doom Patrol, which is pretty cool. I'm actually more excited for that than Titans, that I think. Uh, it's, it's a DC property of like super weird people. That's where, um, Beast Boy actually started out in. Oh. Um, and a lot of, I think a lot of the metal men, maybe not. Who cares? I think this is a, this is a little too deep for me. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I think that's it. Not a lot much, of, ooh, a lot of racist backlash over, uh, Starfire being black. That's cool. I, mean, I, for one, am shocked. I know. No one could have seen that coming, no that an alien who's orange here in this land. People would be upset that she's not America. white. I play the tiniest violin for you out there. <laughs> Sad racist. And then I give you the largest go fuck yourself. It's fair. It's fair. So, uh, well, let's jump in with Luke Cage. How do we feel about Luke Cage? Luke yeah. Cage. So you we're... Know, I know how Luke Cage feels about racists. <laughs> it's a really giant go fuck yourself. Yeah. So uh, this is episode four. We open up with Bushmaster knocking Luke on his face. And he a cheater. That was a sucker punch. Well, the rest of it wasn't. No, the rest the rest of it was uh, a pretty legit ass whooping. Yeah. I just think Luke was a cop. He's not trained in like for real hand to hand. He's a he's like a cop brawler. But this guy is like trained. Well, and I think also it it doesn't help Luke that he's relied for a while now on, on his, just being the yeah. strongest guy in the room yeah <laughs> Cause, yeah even even up against diamondback last season like they were both just kind of brawling yeah. and just strength versus strength no mm-hmm. finesse so yeah, like because this guy knows how to use his whole body whereas luke is mostly a punchy punch luke needs to go spend some time with colleen yeah learn yeah. how to use your legs fact um so what else do we have we have a uh, <coughs> luke wakes up tries to go in investigate the the jamaicans a bit um goes back to where he fought all of bushmaster's men and uh yeah with misty and they find a headless dude and that's great yeah it reminds us of when somebody else earlier got a bag with a head in it yeah (laughs) so weird i like seeing misty be so confident in her one arm this episode where she like checked her gun like one-handed and yeah Mm -hmm. i thought that was really awesome yeah I, i think her bar fight with colleen really uh helped her a lot boosted her confidence yeah i love that scene of her just taking weapons out of the back of the car and luke doesn't even try to take a gun he's just like completely confident in her ability to be his backup well yeah and then he tries to give her shit about her you know just a handgun and she pulls out this giant ass shotgun he's all oh okay cool 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 um on the flip side we have uh mariah's daughter whose name i forgot tilly Tilda. 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 Short for Matilda. Uh, she recognizes Bushmaster from the viral ass beating he gave Luke mm-hmm. and uh, starts looking into the all the different stuff that she sold him, which is pretty cool. So I wonder, I assume she's going to play a bigger part later. Maybe. Um, I think, I'm hoping she'll come down on Luke's side instead of... Well, she'd like to do something like on Luke's side. On yeah. Because <laughs> he rolls into her shop later and uh, it's not subtle. And it was nice. She down. No. 
He's so hot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So tall. Thick. Broad shoulder. Mm. Okay. Okay. So, calm down. <laughs> well, um, the room just got hotter. Yeah. <laughs> Um, heard our vaginas just kick on. <laughs> it's like a weird AC unit. Oh, mine's much more high pitched than yours. <laughs> Mine is not. Mine is low pitched. <laughs> oh my god, this is my nightmare. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Luke goes and visits uh, Tilda, and they chatted up for a bit. She figures out he's got a goddamn concussion. Well, which, because it's uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he's running around with light sensitivity for the whole episode. That's what a concussion. Like, yeah, Lucas. it's all bad. And then uh, Bushmaster goes and visits uh, the Mariah. the club, and yeah, just gets it's weird. Everything's weird. Yeah, he and Mariah have this like stare down where they say things that actually mean something totally different. Yeah, they yeah. say things that sound like they're being nice to each other, but they're not actually being nice to each other. Yeah, they're threatening. Yeah, so I like She it. lost that battle when she flipped out over Stokes versus Dillard. She yes. should have just been like, I don't know who that is. I'm Mariah Stokes. Mm-hmm. Dillard, yeah. Or I'm, I don't know who that is. My name is Mariah Dillard. Until you can remember that, I don't want to deal with you. Yeah, because yeah, he, just, he just kept pushing, knowing that he'd find a place that hurt, and when she, yeah, and she showed her cards. Yeah. She also showed how much she relies on Shades because she went to him immediately after Bushmaster left and he saw that and you know he's going to use that against her too. Yeah. I don't I don't know that Shades would use that against her. No, 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 no. Oh, Bushmaster. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Because also Shades then follows Bushmaster back to is like Jamaican hangout place and I I'm worried we're going to open next episode with him getting caught. I see. I thought he no. was gonna like pull a rocket launcher out of the back of his car and blow the whole place up. That would be dope. That would be dope. No That's what I like about shades. <laughs> I I've been saying dope so much I'm recently. Like it. I like Bring it. it back. I like it. I, I'm gonna join you on this uh, path. Nice. On the dope train. On the dope, dope train. train. I like it. That, I don't know. Actually, that just sounds a lot like <laughs> we're doing smack, and I don't know about that. Is it dope pot. Is I it? Think, or is no. cocaine? I think, you guys, I'm so white. From what no I understand, drugs. from my limited encounter with one drug. <laughs> yeah, the, the one drug in Illinois, meth. Oh, God. Not even once. Not even once. But I believe that dope is basically an umbrella term that can mean all drugs. Uh, it's like queer. Oh, okay. Popular drug slang. Oh, my God. Dope. It. Oh, so boom. Heroin. Nailed it. Oh, shit. Dope? Really? I see. I feel like I've heard people use dope to refer. I mean, that could be what it was originally used for. Okay. And then it's 25 years since everyone thought heroin was cool, and it's got Ugh. a different vague meaning. When I think slang for heroin, I always go smack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, China White. That seems like a vaguely oh, racist super, name for it. Soup's super racist. racist. Soup's racist. Skag. Big H. I like how it's like, everyone can do coke. Coke is fine. You do a little coke, you can kick coke. Coke's not a big deal. Never do heroin. Never do meth. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. There, oh, no. there are different yeah. lines. It's like pot and then like coke and acid and then and like ecstasy. And then it's like meth and heroin and death. Ooh, and crocodile. What the shit? Oh, oh my crocodile. God. Crocodile. It's, it's uh, like, it's Russian meth and. It's Russian heroin. Oh, yeah. Russian heroin. Yeah. It's like Russian black tar heroin and it makes your body kind of collapse on itself. Yeah. 
What the? This is why I've never really done drugs. Because I think they introduced it originally because they thought that it could be like methadone for heroin and that people could take this instead. But this shit just murders you. Why are they still making it? Because people like it. Well, because people are addicted to it. Yes. Big difference. It kills your customer base. I wouldn't sell it. But here's regular heroin. You're gonna die. I think probably. I think probably in Russia, crocodile is easier and cheaper to make. Yeah, it's super. It's like bathtub quality. Bleach. Probably. I. I. That I don't know. I heard him talk. I've. I've heard it mentioned a couple of times on different podcasts. So. Anyway, back to Luke Cage. I guess. Where the fuck were we even? Uh, that was pretty much a whole episode. Okay. I like that it was pretty heavy, misty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we I had liked, her running around a lot. Yeah, I liked Tilda getting some agency. It's mostly just been like reacting to her mom, mm-hmm. but this time it was doing her own shit and then reacting to Luke. Um, uh, yeah, I'll Claire, be- Claire is definitely gone. Yeah, I think this is how they yeah. wrote uh, Rosario out of the show. Yeah, and that bums me out. But then also she now Luke can doing, go hit on Jessica again. They weren't doing good stuff with her. She's not wrong. Yeah, yeah, they're like, we're just going to move you from show to show, and you can hit on the well, flavor that, of the week. Well, that would have been fine, show to show. She should have had tops three episodes per season, and hey. then that's it. Hello. Hi! Um, we can finish up and then take yeah, a break. Yeah. Um, as I was saying, uh, show to show is fine. She should have had, like, three episodes tops in each season. Yeah. She should not have been hitting on anybody. Yeah. Or it should have been just, this night nurse flirts a lot. But nothing happens. It's just who she is as a person. Yeah. And she should have been the fucking night nurse and then bounced. Yeah. I would have loved it. She showed up in Daredevil, ends up quitting her job, probably in Defenders, and then just sets Periodically up. Periodically <laughs> comes around. Yeah. Or, you know, like sets That's up this shot. clinic yes, that superheroes that know they visit. can go to. Like if her mm-hmm, clinic mm-hmm. is just in everybody's show. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. That would be hella cool. Yeah, she's just in, got, like Alphabet City where no one's protecting anything. Yeah, she's got like like a regular clinic that helps regular people, and then she's got a back door where the superheroes come. Like in. the Artemis yeah. Hotel, we should go watch that movie. The what? I heard it was really bad. Mm. Artis? Artemis. Artemis Hotel is basically a, it's a hotel for bad guys, and there are certain rules inside uh. of it, and it's run by Jody fucking Foster. It's and, like the hotel from John Wick. That's and cool. What's his nose, weirdo? Um, dude, he's making a comeback. Jeff Goldblum is in it. Nice. I love that guy. I don't know. He's ridiculous. That's Luke He's Cage great. this weekend. Oh, yeah. And that was uh, Luke Cage. Okay, so Jessica Jones, uh, episode nine. We open up with her and her mom getting shot at, but from a different angle from a dumb, dumb guy. Honestly, I forget his name. Somebody Chang. No, literally no, his, last literally Chang. his last name is yeah. Chang. Yeah. I keep wanting uh, to call him, like, Simon or something. I don't know. Joe. Cho Chang. Um, so they they catch him. Her mom wants to kill him because, you know, that's how she rolls. Uh, Jessica instead shoots him up with knockout mom juice, and he goes to sleep for a couple days, it looks yeah, like. It was like 36 hours. It's fine. I'm and sure that's... Himself. Yeah. I mean, after that long, it's, it's what you do. Yeah. Uh, and then Jess and her mom go and try and find the super skid, because... His wife is all, uh, superheroes, bleh, I'm stealing yeah. your child. His, his, his ex-wife sucks and re- really was just looking for an excuse. Yeah. Especially when they go to her house and they see that she's broke. She's behind on all her stuff. She can't afford to, to keep up. You know, she can't afford to be raising her kid. So it makes sense to me that she would panic and do something dumb. Mm-hmm. But like, don't do that because technically that's kidnapping and you don't want to go to jail. I don't 
There's no technically. That's just kidnapping. Uh, uh, I mean, it. No, if you have joint custody and one true. parent you're tries right. to steal right, the kid right. away Abscond. from. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. kidnapping. Right. Uh, so they try to go to Montreal. Jess and her mom figure it out. They pick up a bus. And then, you know, nice show of teamwork. Mm-hmm. They literally lift the bus into <laughs> <Yeah>. the air. <laughs> I like the driver comes out. and What happened? Oh, something weird with your brakes or something. Oh, yeah, I love her, her mom. Like, you really haven't driven ever, have you? And uh, they get his kid back, and it's very nice. I like that as the, the bus is slowly, is gradually slowing down, and their feet are dragging along the ground, they're leaving behind, like, skid marks like a tire would. I oh, yeah, those shoes really are jacked. Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're they not good anymore. Shoes. Yeah. Um, over on the flip side, we have Hogarth popping out Healy Boy from jail, and he doesn't seem happy about it. Healy Boy? It sounds like he's got wheels on his shoes. But, you know, that's what Jess and her mom should have had. <laughs> would have no, worked a lot better. <laughs> uh, and so she, she gives him the nice option of, hey, heal me, or get thrown back in jail for even longer, because Hogarth she's a- is like your classic, like- terrible like, human being yeah she's like a bad guy but she's not like a bad guy like <laughs> she's like ralph no she's not like ralph. ralph's <laughs> no. a good person what no, am i trying to say no i feel like she's honestly a sociopath yes and i feel like m- most sociopaths aren't murderers a lot of them become ceos yeah. and which they they vent tm that for me <laughs> they you know that she she cares the most about herself and <clears throat> She will do anything and will justify it by saying, you know, I do this because I need to look out for me because nobody mm-hmm. else is going to look out for me. And probably that's built up on a lot of like childhood damage. But yeah, she basically treats people like they're disposable. Yeah. And I really like that. Um, What's the name of the woman who's staying with her? I cannot remember her name right now. Inez. Inez. And she in the moment is attracted to her and she's pretty and she's there and she likes <laughs> sex. So why not? But when she tries to be like romantical and we should we should go to Europe or whatever, I like that Inez is like, no, that's no, not like, yeah, stop, not stop being creepy. Because yeah. like literally two days ago, you tried to throw me out on the street with nothing mm-hmm. but the shoes I like on my feet. Inez isn't dumb. No, she's not a sucker. She's like, yeah. no, I know what this is, and it's fine for now. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, if you're in a situation and you're you're both consenting adults, then why the hell not? But yeah, let's let's not let's not make this about being soulmates. Yeah, don't yeah. build it up too much. And then uh but Chang wakes up. Jess has a talk with him. He's like, "Yo, okay, cool. I did kind of shoot you a little bit. You and I are good now, but also your mom's kind of batshit murdery." And then Jess calls the cops on her, and it made me very sad. Well, what I really liked about the scene where she and her mom are discussing whether or not to kill this guy is that it's not the the daredevil argument of we can't kill because it's wrong. It's we shouldn't kill this guy because there's really no need to. Because Mm -hmm. there are other options. And, like, I had to kill Kilgrave because there was no other option. Yeah, he's a threat to everyone and cannot be controlled. Yes, that there at this point there's no way to contain him. Like, we didn't have the raft before. Yeah. And even in the even raft, that, even at the raft, no, I don't think we're ready. It's like that Wolverine comic with that kid who just like hit puberty and exudes death. Yeah, and he took out his entire town on accident. That one was so sad. That was yeah. really sad, and it sucks that that's Wolverine's job. But like, he's the guy, and he that's, is the best that's at what, what he Kilgrave does. Is. You, there, you can't, you can't let that live. 
Yeah. And so I like that they didn't have the argument of we're good people and good people don't kill. It's no, this guy does not deserve to be killed. Yeah, he's a shitty human being and he tried to shoot you. But like you kind of have it coming. So I can see where he's. Yeah, you randomly, I mean, not randomly, but pretty wantedly murdered one of his bros. Yeah. So yeah. Like, vicious, viciously. Yeah, like goopy body apart. parts inside the van. So I understand. He has a legitimate grudge. Yeah. And Jess is like, no, I can talk to him and we can sort this out so nobody else has to die. Because, yeah, that, that should never be your number one response to things. Unless you're the Punisher. Looking at you, Monica. <laughs> it's not his number one response to things. Isn't it's his it? Number, it's, it's his, his number only two response. After you've proven that this is all you're good for. Let's not get sidetracked. Okay. I, I just want to say all over your face that I liked. Wait, I, <laughs> that I liked that because we, we. I'm so tired of the good heroes don't kill because they're yeah. good because it's such a. It's a cop out. I'm looking at you, Batman. Also, the Flash this season. We yeah. had that argument like twice, and then you so proved why that argument is dumb. So many people. Would mm-hmm. Whatever. Not getting sidetracked. I just I liked this conversation, and I thought it made sense, and I was glad that Jessica had it. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, and yeah, and, and then she's older and mom out. Womp, did she womp. sell her mom out, or is this really the only thing that's going to work? Because her mom is bug nuts. That's yeah, because that, that's what the, the conclusion that she comes to is that not only can her mom not be contained, but she can't be changed or controlled. That it's it would be I think it would be different if her mom recognized that this thing was wrong and that she should do different, you know, that she should choose a different path. And she's like actively trying to contain it, like mm-hmm. like Bruce Banner with the Hulk or like somebody else with some sort of rage, th- something or other. But her mom is just like, no. I'm going to do my best not to hurt you. And if I do, I'll feel bad about it. But like, this is just who I am. Yeah. And at that point, you just, there's nothing else to do but contain. Well, there was a glimmer when she was like, I really liked helping people today. Mm -hmm. And like, if we could have kept that going. Yeah. But the second anything is anyone more than a minor problem, it's like, let's just kill him. It's easy. Yeah. And I think maybe there's a possibility for rehabilitation in the future. But at this point where she is right now, containment is the only option. Yeah. Yeah. And my only hope would be that if we have to send her to the raft, that she can still see a therapist. That there's still somebody else who can try to work with her so she doesn't just die in a hole somewhere. Because I think there is a glimmer there. Yeah, she's still got herself inside her. It's just Mm -hmm. wrapped in so many layers of, like, weird body mutagen rage. Yeah. Yeah. So... And, and, yeah, I think it's it's not impossible that we could get to a point where she could be better, but where she is now, just like Jessica can't handle this on her own. It was sort of reminding me of when you have a parent who has Alzheimer's or has some sort of debilitating disease. They're your parent and you love them and you want to look after them, but you reach a point where you can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And there's no there's no shame in that, that eventually there it becomes more than you can handle and you have to have somebody else step in. So that's what she had to do. Yeah. I've already told my parents that I'm not changing anyone's diapers. They're going to a home. It'll be a it's nice home. Here. It'll be a very nice home. They have money. They can afford a nice place where they can retire and be together. As long as you friends. can make your dad retire before he gives all his money to a Nigerian prince. God damn it. <laughs> we turned off his email. That's for the best. Also, I think His the, email goes through Kurt and I. We vet it. I think the cutover for Jessica, where she was like, you know what? I just, I can't deal with this. It was when her mom made her again uh 
What is it? Butter, jam, and spaghetti for breakfast. This I, one is into that. Oh, I would eat that. Oh, you're disgusting. What's wrong with it? But also, you know what? Spaghetti, yum. Butter, yum. Jam, yum. All right, Joey. <laughs> Jesus. What's the negative? Okay, you know what? I would, it's not inherently salty. I would... Well, yeah, and that's the negative is... The butter! There's salt in the butter! Not enough. Just put salt on it. It's like... It's like Wrigley Toast. I would try that it if you wrong. tried it. That's not, that's <laughs> not right. Also, it's Wrigley like, Toast? What? I don't... Oh, I was thinking like Wrigley Bubblegum. No, it was all uh, what? Wiggly. Wh- wiggly. Wiggly Ew, Toast. No, I didn't mean that. I didn't disgusting. mean it. <laughs> I said I would be willing to give it a shot, but it sounded pretty. You know, guys, gross. let's have spaghetti. Yeah, you know what? Okay, listeners, we're committing to you. We are going to try this. We will report back. <laughs> we will report back. Breakfast spaghetti. Breakfast spaghetti. Should we have should we have that when we do our purge night? <gasps> no, because then we're gonna have a second purge night. <laughs> Whatever. We're having breakfast spaghetti as dessert on Fine. The purge night. I'll try it. Whoop, whoop. I'm gonna bring so many good flavors of jam. It's gonna be so such fun. There's one good flavor. Fuck it's you. great. And it's yeah. Get get the fuck out Wait, of here. What's your Strawberry, oh, yeah, obviously. No, there's boysenberry and eh. blackberry and eh. red raspberry. Eh. I have a mango peach that's delicious. Eh. I also just bought a peach bellini from Trader Joe's. Eh. There's gooseberry. There's black currant. No. There's apple butter. There's okay. Lemon curd. Let's move on to Winona. No jam. one wants to hear about your forty jams. She has a jam. You're like, you, know how, you know how Peter has a mustard pantry? Yeah, you're like Peter and mustard. I have a jam pantry. <laughs> It's too you much. Don't have a jam There's pantry? strawberry. Jam yeah, my jam pantry is full of strawberry jams. Ew. I don't want to run out. It's 47 varieties. It's of like strawberry I just got, I got new Buffalo oh Ranch and a backup Buffalo Remember when Ranch. Remember you made the mistake of telling all of us you liked penguins? Yeah, that was a big mistake. Guess what I'm buying you from now until eternity. The difference is I can strawberry eat this. Jam. I can't eat penguin magnets. I mean, you haven't That's tried hard I enough. shouldn't eat penguin <laughs> magnets. We bought you so many penguins. It was all bad. <laughs> I love diamonds. Stop it. <laughs> I love whole planets. It's fair. It's fair. I bought you this Pluto. Yo, I'd buy Pluto. She's gorgeous. Okay, and over to Earp O'Clock. Yeah, Earp O'Clock! With the saddest show. I'm uh, mad. Yeah. It's... Okay, I did, so... Yeah, I did... I talked with Mary and we did, they had done some research and it looks like that actor wanted to leave the show and that was his decision on how he wanted dolls to go out. Yeah. Which is cool and I respect that. And we're obviously jumping to the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Dolls There's, is like dead dead. He's dead dead. And, dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the problem, like, these shows have desensitized me because that happened and I was like, I was like There's no oh, way. cool, whatever. He's unconscious. And I go up online Oh no, he's dead and off the show. Fuck. Okay. I know, like because of the way they shot it, like you see dolls do his dragon breath, and then the fire bursts up around both of them, mm-hmm. and then they cut away, and then we come back, and he's just unconscious on the ground. And I went, and I immediately thought, oh, his soul has been sucked into hell with the revenant because everybody else, when they kill a revenant, has to <laughs> jump back so they don't get caught in the fire. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, okay, this is gonna be a we have to go to hell to rescue him thing, but apparently not. Which, if nothing else, maybe leaves them an opening if, after a year, he's like, oh, I'm tired of, you know, general hospital cameos or whatever. What if, what if they brought him back as dolls, but put his soul in someone else's body? 
So we keep the character and the history. It's just a different face. I'd be hella down with that, actually. As long as it's not a white dude. Yeah, fact. Ooh, actually, hot which- Asian dude. <laughs> Sold. Just bring John Cho. I need him in. Oh, everything. Yeah! oh my god, the John Cho project. He he was in the second season of The Exorcist, and he was so good. Oh That's what I've heard. He was a good dad. Aw. Was. Um. Speaking of that, reminds me that uh, Altered Carbon just signed <gasps> Anthony yes! Mackie up. Fucking Mackie. Yeah. Gonna play Takashi. That show was so good. Yeah, and I was meaning to watch that show, knowing that he's going to be in season two. I'm like, okay, I have to watch this. Yeah, I was really mad at first, just Mm because it was like they whitewashed it, and he was supposed to be Asian. But the way in which they did it, they kept a lot of the Asian actor in like flashbacks and stuff, and it Mm -hmm. wasn't great. But like, it was such a good show. Well, it was it was tough because you really you really live with with the white version of him for a long time. Yeah. It's really not to the till the last like four episodes that you get to spend much more time in flashbacks with yeah. Asian Takashi. Well and they explain away why he'd been whitewashed pretty well. Mm-hmm. They give a reason for it. And so like that kind of helped a little. Yes. Yeah. When we, yeah. There's anyway, like you purpose and things. It. It's, it's great. So yeah, I need to. Good. It's so good. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about this show. Okay, uh yeah, Winona. It- Man, this episode was a horror show in the best way possible. It was very creepy. Yeah. I don't know why I live with her. <laughs> this is your life now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what you signed up for. I mean, sometimes I come in from a hard day at work and she's watching Jane Austen and I'm like, this is a nightmare. <gasps> that is a nightmare. <laughs> like, I don't even know how you survived Actually, that. Actually, I went to bed watching The Crown. Or no, I went to bed watching a Jane something in like the 1800s like Jane Austen E. I got up in the morning and she was watching something in the 1800s and I was like did we switch bodies? <laughs> Am I you? Yeah, also Jane Austen is clothing. not a nightmare show. She's... You guys are nightmare shows. <laughs> Anything <laughs> before 1985? I was going to say like 2007. <laughs> so Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park, those trends in time and space. Day, Shakespeare. Uh, fine. They exist in all times. 1977, I guess. Shakespeare. Eh. eh who needs that guy? Take it or leave the it. The Odyssey. I can't talk to you. <laughs> the Odyssey is only exciting because it's the only surviving story from that time period. It's also the Iliad. And it's not the only. I can't talk to you. Okay. We have to go. We, we're going to take this off. <laughs> we're going to take this offline. We will fight later. We'll get back to you. Okay, so we 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 open in the same Voice place. Voice of her generation. Oh, do you mean Tom Brady? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you have to move out. It's it's stabbing time. We're done. I'm just gonna put a knife between she, you two. She lives in this garage now. Damn it! Well, yeah, sorry. You should get a fan. It's really hot in here. She does that to me all the time. I hate it. I hate it so much. It makes me so happy. You're going to wake up one morning with a toothbrush shiv in your gullet. I feel bad for you, but I specifically traded for a Bebo bag just to troll you, so... <laughs> we know who we are as I people. I Up top, B. Yes. Do not hit... <laughs> okay, can we fuck Okay, Wynona, kick it off. Person who's worst, drinking water. Worst people I know. Uh, we pick up the same place we left off last week. They have just crashed their car. And, God, just when you think... Waverly got the short straw as she's got a broken leg and she's being yanked through the forest by some creepy dude. We see that creepy. Yeah. We see that Winona is actually basically dangling off the side of a cliff. Yeah. 
With How did she dislocated shoulder? Even yes. get there is my question. Right? She Where is seatbelt? Thirty feet. Yeah. Are we sure that the cannibal revenant didn't throw her? He off the may cliff? have tossed that's her off possible. the cliff. Like yeah. he went, "Oh shit, that's the air. I'll just kill her now." And actually, that that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. I. Yeah, you're see all fucking welcome. Wow. Like, Calm how down. F- how did she get all the way over there? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but she can't she can't get to Peacemaker and her shoulders dislocated and then she starts hallucinating her mom. Which is weird. It's kind of mean. Yeah, but it feels very familiar. Like she's mean the way the inside of your head is mean to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah. a get your shit together, mom. No, I know. I know, I know. It was really interesting to me how they they're shooting this and the way they frame it um, her mom is super far away on the top of the cliff, but the way they record the audio, it feels like she's right there, mm-hmm. which is vaguely disconcerting when you when you're in the long shot and you see how far away she is, but it sounds like she's right next to you, which was really worked really well for me because she is obviously a hallucination. Yeah, because she's in the pokey. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Waverly is <laughs> living the Little Mermaid. Yes. She gets locked in a cage. More, it's, was, like, it's like Hans Christian Andersen's Little Yeah. Movie. Yes. Not <laughs> Disney's Little No. Movie. In that one, like, she's in pain all the time, and, like, she has to feel like she's walking on knives every time she takes a step with her pretty legs. I just meant because she's going to be eaten. Oh, I thought I was going the, it's way more fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Waverly's going to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That guy was really weird. Yeah, like he steals their voices and then he chops them into bits and then eats them. Yeah, which, like, full stop, he's a terrible person. With that said, I like that this show is just adding in more batshit crazy stuff without explaining it. Like, yeah. hey, a revenant that steals voices. Yeah, cool, whatever. Sure, he not? lives in he a shack. Great. <laughs> he lives in a shack and eats human people. Like, can take their pieces. This show and Legends are, I feel, in an arms race to just get really weird and i am here for it that's for fucking real yeah yeah they are they're in an arms race for being the most batshit yeah yes also the arms race was that random arm that she saw in the shed oh right i was thinking like nuclear arms race oh no it was just the oh i was thinking everybody on the shows is really hot and has buff arms jesus we have to get it together (laughs) yeah like a lot of you know queer relationships where the ladies aren't dying which yes big fan Keep huge, that up. Correct. Huge fan. Love it. Continue, please. Uh, I honestly wasn't sure for most of the episode whether or not he was going to turn out to be a revenant because he didn't do the eyeball thing until yeah. much later. Yeah, like 30 minutes into it. And I'd be like... I just thought he was a crazy person with magic. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I accepted that. I was I, like, I was cool. It. Was yeah, like, okay. it seems like the triangle. That's There's great. A weirdo, nut bar, cannibal living in the woods. <laughs> sure. Why not? Why not? He didn't have to be great. a revenant. No. no. Yeah. What a fun. It would have been like that episode of Supernatural where they're like, no, dude, they're just people. Oh, that was uncomfortable. That one was weird. <laughs> yeah, I didn't what? like that one. They're people? They're like, what? Um, I, what I, has happened? I was thinking about like when when the dude steals uh, Waverly's voice and then talks to Nicole. He said Nicole like four times. Oh, yeah. And the two of them are pretty high up on the, you know, pet names ladder so they like it's mostly it's mostly hey baby yeah i thought that was gonna tip her off i thought so too apparently not yeah also it sucks that they've had to do all of this in those fancy uncomfortable dresses yeah i wish so going jumping now to um dolls dying like they laid the groundwork a little bit for hey these drugs are killing him Mm -hmm. i wish they'd leaned heavier into that into the first episode or had like 
one more episode to get there because it yeah. definitely felt a little rushed. And yes. I can understand, hey, I want off the show. And I definitely like the fact that he came back for this season to film these things. Mm-hmm. But it yeah. it, it was... like episode four? Episode three? This was two. two. Episode really? two? Yeah. And he's dead? How strong is that coffee you're drinking? I'm, My I mean, God. <laughs> I, you guys, I can, I can smell color. <laughs> nice. Okay, that you should get that checked out. No, this is my superpower now. Okay. Yeah, I would have liked one or one at least one more. Episode. Yeah, yeah, because you know Jeremy was trying really hard to lay groundwork for it, but there, mm-hmm. there's only so much you can do without just beating you over the head with it. So, yeah, because I get maybe not wanting to go into it in the first episode back because we've got a lot of other shit to talk about. But we could have had a nice yeah. three episode arc. Yeah. Yeah. Get some closure. Mm-hmm. But he's just gone. Yeah, to to at least sink it in enough that when he died, I didn't go, oh, this isn't real. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, he was laying there, and I was just like, no, he's unconscious. She was whatever. like, oh, no. And I was like, no, this isn't real. He's going to be fine. And then Shelby was like, no. and No, he, he hella right. dead. And you're like, oh. Bummer. Yeah, it's like. Too hot to die. Uh, it's like when we lost Carter on a person of interest. That was some fucking Batman bullshit. Mm. Joss Carter? <gasps> oh, wow. Sorry, I was thinking of Shaw. Yeah. I that mean, sucked. that was also some fucking Yeah, bullshit. but now she's, like, kicking ass on Empire, so. Yes, it's true. It's fine, and I, like, obviously I respect her choice to leave, and I'm glad that she's happy in her career, but. Also, like, I like think bad about optics for that needs. show. She got, she got, she got Empire out of this show, mm-hmm. which I'm, like, here for. She got movie deals and stuff. Because yeah, dude. Yeah. She got to do show. Proud Mary, which was great. Great. But, yeah, no, the optics um, great. Shit, the NASA one. What's the name of that? Hidden figures. Yes. Yeah. Movie's so good. Anyway, that's, um, we're just mad at Winona and don't want to talk about it because we're sad. Yeah, but also I want to see next episode because everyone looks angry. Yeah, that's the thing. You kill one of our people, we're going to rip some shit up. Yeah. Also, somebody needs to shave that thing off of Jeremy's face. No. It's awful. No, nope. hard pass. I am losing my shit. I love it. We started, uh. Are Peter- you going to do it? No, I have a wedding coming up. I need to keep my beautiful face <laughs> That's together. True. No, so Peter Ooh, missed all of season two and uh, started watching season three with us. And he's like, what a... Who is that? Who's that? And, and what's, what's on, his on his face? And we're like, oh, that's Jeremy. And he just grew that right now because he's in love with Doc. Yes. And he's like, oh, okay. Cool. Hello, cool, cool, Peter. cool. He says, sure. I accept. <laughs> okay. Right after, during, at wedding camping. Ooh, Can we yeah. shave your face at wedding camping? That's going to be a hard pass for me, Ghost Rider. Aww. Bummer. Okay, so let's talk <laughs> he about... He had that big, ugly, scraggly beard for 5,000 years. That beard not, was a delight until I wanted to face. eat burritos. And then it was just in my mouth. Give us a dog face. You can grow the rest of it back really quickly. I had yeah. a dog face for a bit. No, you had a horrifying, like, hick mustache. I know. It was so delightful. That, that was not delightful. You say that the word delightful. And I feel like you mean terrible. You were not a delightful fella. It moved me spiritually. All right, let's. Oh, right, let's go over to one of those shows I don't care about. You two pick. Who wants to go first? You're the worst. <laughs> you can go first. You would have hated this episode, except it was amazing. It was a time loop episode, Kenneth. Yeah, so I'm annoyed because <laughs> I was talking to Gabe, who is a delight, and I want to hang out with more. And who that? A uh, friend from board game stuff. Okay. Um, 
and he was saying that it started out slow and was kind of hard to catch him, and now he's just in love with the show. And I'm like, Gabe, no, don't tell me that. It's great. I, I don't want to come back to time it. Time loops. I yeah. do love time loops. This was great. Ugh. Okay, so this week on Cloak and Dagger, so Ty and Tandy are trying to figure out um, what's going on with Ivan, who is was the guy who worked with Tandy's dad on the rig before it blew up. And she had been... Yeah, Tandy's dad was, like, the architect and mm-hmm. the creator of the thing and the science guy. And Ivan is the hands-on, like, mechanical engineer science guy. Okay. So he was on the rig while Tandy's dad was picking her up from ballet practice. hmm And he's the only one that survived, but he's in a he's in a comatose state right now. So he... Or he's catatonic. And... So, like, in current times? Like... Right now, what, yeah. 15 years later? Eight years. Oh, he's okay. been catatonic for eight years. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, and so she had been. So last week, Tandy had been like um, apprenticing under a fake name with his daughter to try to get more information. Yeah, yeah. And the daughter figured out who she was, and like, and so Tandy was like, "Well, I want to talk to your dad." And Mina's like, "Well, you can't because he's catatonic." But when so, but Tandy touched him and went into his mind and saw a door that she couldn't open, but it had a bunch of black smoke around it, like she sees from Ty when he uses his powers. Mm, okay. So she's like, "Okay, Ty, I need you to come with me so we can go in this dude's head and find out what's in this door." The show's bonkers, right? <laughs> so the two of them still can't touch each other, but they each but they go to the hospital, like sneak into the hospital to go to this this catatonic guy's room, and they each seems right. Put their hands on one of his hands. So we're and go, working together. Yes. And so they go team into his up, head. Team up, Yes. Team and they end up in the same clearing and they go through the door. But then they find themselves on the rig right before it blows up. And they're like, what's happening? And they figure out that they're not invisible or non-corporeal. Because a dude with a big ass wrench mm-hmm. comes at them. Swings at them. Yeah. And they okay. have to run for it. And then they find Ivan in there, and he's a he's a delight. He's, he's really great, funny, but he is like not Ivan. He's like, "Are you Ivan?" He's all, "No, who's Ivan?" And they're like, "That's you." He's like, "Oh, I don't have a name. Do you have names? You must be special." And they're like, well, "Fuck, what?" Yeah. So he's been playing yeah. the same game of baseball this entire time, and it's one thousand seven hundred and thirty-two to one thousand seven hundred and thirty-two, and it's the top of like the seventy-sixth inning. <laughs> Because he's been looping unlikely the that... same five minutes Ugh. over and over eight, eight years. Years. He has done this 840,000 times. I did the math. And that's only if time was moves hard. linearly. It was so hard. I'm so proud of you right now. I may have wrong. We should check my math later. You know what? No. I'm just going to give you an up-top acceptance. Nice. <laughs> so the most important thing we find out during this episode is that when they were drilling down into what's the what's the it? bedrock in Louisiana? Yeah, off the coast, the they, Gulf Coast. Yeah, that's what I was thinking for. They thought that they had hit oil, but it's not at all. It's something totally different, some oh, sort no. of new crazy energy. And that when they dug into it and released something, it made it got everybody infected with some sort of crazy rage virus. It's like oh, fear good. energy. Okay, and it passes through touch. Great. Great, great. That so, seems nice. So yeah. before the rig exploded, everybody else on the rig was but contracted this fear virus and became like crazy zombies and tried to kill everybody. Like rage zombies. Cool. So yeah, super great. Uh, did someone like 
voluntarily blow the rig then to stop that? No, or um, last episode, Ivan Stoddard explained that whatever they were bringing up was too hot. It was like five times or 50 times hotter than oil or something. Because they thought it was oh, supposed okay. to be oil, so they were prepped for that. But they weren't prepped for whatever the hell uh-huh. it is. So that's what blew it. Is it okay. Whatever they were bringing up, the pipes and gauges and everything didn't have the ability to contain it. And that's why it exploded. Do we know, is this in the MCU? Unclear. Okay. Because it'd be interesting to see how this ties into, like, inhuman type stuff also. I mean, it might be in, like, the S.H.I.E.L.D. MCU. I don't know, because S.H.I.E.L.D.'s barely... Yeah, Yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D.'s barely in the MCU at this point. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Oh, so they're talking with Ivan, and they're trying to figure out how to stop the loops, because they've been there trying to talk to him, and it's already looped, like, five or six times. And so Ivan tells them, well, I think you could probably stop the explosion if you go down to the core room, and you turn the things, and then you flip the dials, and whatever. And so... Ty goes down there by himself, and he, he's getting much better at using his powers, which is great. Nice. And he does the things, but then the rig still explodes. And so they figure out that in order to stop it, um, Ivan is going to have to do it. But Ivan doesn't really want to do it because he doesn't understand that there's something else other he, than this. He doesn't. He's been in here so long. This is literally all he remembers. That's so his reality there, at it, this point. Yeah, at one point she goes, this is not real. And he goes, well, what's real? And it's just he's been looping so often. He doesn't know his name. He doesn't know his daughter. He doesn't know what the fuck's happening. All he mm-hmm. knows is his five minutes. So they have to kind of remind him that he has a kid. And mm-hmm. meanwhile, Ty had to go downstairs by himself because Tandy picked up the phone because it's Nathan Bowen calling in the halfway mark. And she just wants to sit there and talk to her dad. So, like... Ty goes down, mm-hmm. tries to figure out how to get them out, comes back up and is like, that didn't work. We need to get out of here. And she's like, oh, yeah, definitely. Let's leave. And so then he, like, bounces out and she's still in. Mm. And it was actually a cute moment because he just looks at her and he goes, why are you such a good liar? Like, he, she got him again. Yeah. And then he he can't pull her off of Ivan because he can't, can't touch. touch. Mm-hmm. There's something going on with their powers where they mm-hmm. can't touch, which I don't I mean, understand because like, they were dating Grab a stick comics. and just push her. I mean, yeah. And also, I mean, maybe it'll get to that point. That's what I think. I think we're moving towards that. Yeah. We'll get there eventually. It's like the, uh, in, in The Gifted, where the, the two uh, oh, the kids ne- sister, yeah, need to, to learn it. to, like, control their powers together. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then he, Ty has to go back in to get her. It was and, actually really cute, because yeah. he's like, I don't even have to go in. I should just leave you here. And then he's like, damn it! And, like, goes back in. Because he's such a good he's kid. An awesome he's guy, kid. yeah. Well, but in the two minutes that he flounced around the room before he went back in, she had already looped so many times within the timescape of Ivan's mind that she had forgotten who he was. She forgot his name. Oh my gosh. 100,000. She's like, I stopped counting at 100,000. Yeah. So she's like, I don't need anything else. I've got my cards. I got my hat to throw them in. And every time we loop, my dad calls and I get to talk to him. Yeah. So she's just like throwing playing cards at a hat. I got my cards, I got my hat, and I got my dad. And they have such a really nice moment where he's trying to convince her that this isn't real and she should leave. And she's like, I don't really remember much of my life before or this, you know, whoever Tandy was, but I'm pretty sure her life was garbage. Nobody ever called her on the phone. I was, I was homeless. Nobody cared about me. Everything about my life is terrible. She's like, I didn't have any friends. That's this so is sad. better. I have my dad. And we're like crying on the yeah. couch. Yeah. And Ty goes, no, yes, a lot of that is true. <laughs> but, like, I'm your friend, and I care about you. And, like, you're getting to a point where we're not going to be this way forever. And it was really nice. Because, yeah, be she's... cloak and dagger, you guys. So then he has to, he has to get and through like to her. Five seasons. Yeah. 
because she she's like, no, this is my dad, and I get to talk to my dad, and he's like, this isn't really your dad, it's not real. It's Ivan. It's because we're in Ivan's mind. If you ask ask him a question that Ivan won't know the answer to, and if it's and if it's really your dad, and this is real, here. then I'll leave. And so she asks him who's in the back seat of your car, and the answer is Tandy, of course, because that's who was in his car. But he's like, no one. She's like, well, that's because you know, uh-huh. you're not my dad. My dad is dead. Yeah. And so they had to leave. Yeah, but then they they go back and they 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 get through to Ivan. Now that we've gotten through to Tandy, we can get through to Ivan. Mm-hmm. And when he left for work the day before the rig exploded eight years ago, his daughter gave him a cookie, the same cookie that she had given to Tandy in the last episode. And so I'm like, oh my god, obviously the cookie is crucial. Let's yeah. talk about this fucking cookie. There's a cute little moment when like I guess he makes her explain stuff and figure shit out all the time, and she's trying to perfect the perfect cookie. And she's like, I think I got it, Dad. He's like, Well, what's in it? And she's like, What would you say to me? And he's like, oh, I guess, you know, figure it out through taste or whatever. So it's like a science experiment. between, And they're like the cutest father-daughter pair. That's cool. So they bring up the cookie and say, this is from your daughter. She needs you. Don't you want to see her? And then he like. He remembers. Remembers. And so then he, he's like, well, no, I've tried to go down to the core room and I've worked through all the variables and it never works. And they're like, well, you got two new variables now. Yeah, so they were basically his muscle. So they went down, fought all the bad guys while mm-hmm. he did all the like valve turning. And whatever. And then we stopped the explosion in his head. What were the bad guys they had to fight? The zombie rage monster. Oh, duh. Okay. The other, yeah, yeah, the yeah, other yeah. employees. <laughs> and then, then he wakes up and we get to leave and he doesn't remember them, which is a slight bummer. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he knows who he is. He knows that he, the first thing he says is, where is my daughter? And I was like, yes. Cause this poor girl is living in their house. And she's kind of frozen. Like, she's aged. She's gone to college. She's got a good career. Mm-hmm. But she works for the same company, and she does the same job as yeah. her dad. And she's just frozen in their life when he died. Or when he... When yeah, she's still making the same heart-shaped cookies. Making the same fucking cookies. Just batch after batch of fucking cookies. Mm-hmm. But he's alive, and they remember. Except now, Roxxon's going to come for him. Yes. So we have to protect them now. Yes. Because he's the only one who survived the ring explosion. So he's the only one who knows that it wasn't oil at the bottom. And he's the only one who's going to be able to stop them from whatever it is they're doing. Mm-hmm. But as I, it was <laughs> it was really great because both, the two of them grew up missing someone crucial from their lives. And oh, they don't right. they don't get to get that back. She can't have her dad back, but they could give Mina her dad. And there's, all, there's like a little mini plot about her trying to get Ty to understand why she wants to stay on the phone with her dad, where she brings up his brother, Billy. And she goes, what's that? You know, aren't you looking for some guy? What's his name? And Bobby. Bobby. And he like, it's really mad. He's like, it's Billy. And she's like that. That's what I feel all the time because no one talks about my dad. And I have him now and I'm staying here. And it was like, it's really good moment. So he says to her as part of trying to get her back is like, I am angry, but I don't even remember what his voice sounds like. I remember him, but I was six and it's been a decade and I just mm-hmm. don't. So there's this really great moment at the end where, cause, cause she had said, you know, that one of the reasons why she wants to stay is because every loop her dad calls her and in real life, nobody calls her. And so in the end, after they sort all this stuff out and they go home, uh, Ty calls her and it's so, so sweet. Cute. God damn it. I don't, I don't want to watch a show. You would have got so fucking choked up about uh, the family stuff in this episode, No, Kenneth. this episode sounds like it'd be a wreck by the end of it. Yes, it was because so good. Ty is going through his old stuff. He pulls out this old shoebox and he's rooting through all this stuff. And he finds this voice recorder that his dad it used to belong to his dad. And it's got him and his brother on there <gasps> doing silly raps. Don't look at yes. me. 
doing silly raps. The brother's like, here, Ty, you bounce me a beat. And then he starts beatboxing. And the brother does this, like, really dumb rap. And it's so cute. It starts out real good. But so then at the cute. end, he's like, New Orleans, Franks and Beans. <laughs> And like Tan, Tan, he like plays it for Tandy so they can both hear his brother's voice and stuff. And like she makes, fine, you know, fine, yeah, yeah, fine, yeah, fine. Yeah, I will, yeah, I yes. will watch up until this episode. Just watch this episode. No, I need, I need the the context story. Yeah. Okay, well, there are a lot of really interesting beats and twists and turns. <sighs> but this one was so good. I fucking love the time so loop. Good. So much good stuff. Because this, for me, I, they, they have that moment where Tandy's like, I don't have friends. And he's like, I'm your uh, friend. How dare you? Because I honestly don't think they've really been friends. But in this moment, he's like, no, I am your friend. And mm-hmm. him saying it makes it real. Yeah. yeah. And so from now on, they are friends. They are friends. And he called her. There's someone in her life who gives a shit about her. And because, you really only need the one. Yeah. And like, it, more Yeah, you need... Moore's good. More you need good. at least you need, one you need person one. who cares one about you. One person who gives a shit about well, you. Yeah. And I thought he was just calling her because she needed someone to call her. But then he said that he was thinking about his brother and he found this thing. And he needed someone to be with him. And she's who he thought of first. Because she would, because understand, she would understand why... It would be hard to because they both to. lost somebody. Yeah, I think he was a little afraid God to listen to it, it by himself. It, it was so, so good. good. I don't want to deal with emotions. Emotions. Legit, you're gonna just be crying all over yourself by the end. Crazy. This was good. Like, this was so good. Right. I'll just bring my beach towel. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be good. It was so good. Oh, so, Kenneth, I'm so glad. Whatever. <laughs> Yay! Uh, this is for you, Gabe. <laughs> I'm so mad. You don't trust us, but you trust this Gabe person. Who is this? Who is this Gabe? <laughs> is he prettier than us? Is he smarter? That is his real name? It's not. It's actually Jacob. Get out. Get out. No, it's not. Okay. His last uh, name Peralta? Calm down. <laughs> I would trust so, him. That's it for this week on Cloak and Tiger. Okay. It was great. So, uh, over to you, Monica, with Preacher. Preacher. Oh, my God. Okay, so, like... I can pretty much guarantee I'm not going to watch this no, show. No, you shouldn't. Because the show, like... <laughs> nothing happens i'm on episode three we're still in fucking this house like yeah like you think about you why could, are we doing this compare that with uh we're two episodes deep on winona Earp, and, and like everything dude yeah it's batshit crazy within like, an hour and 40 minutes like luke cage and jessica jones move kind of slow they mm-hmm. have 10 to 13 episodes and it sometimes feels like they're really getting you to stoke it up yeah but like Fucking nothing is happening. Like, okay, so I'll give you the bullet points. Yeah, just give us a like brief yeah, overview because it's okay, so, so hot in here. Tulip meets God. Like he finds her. Oh, not in like a dream. Oh wow. Not in like okay. I'm dead. In real like, life, <laughs> she's driving back from the Grail headquarters in Louisiana or in New Orleans, and like God pulls up next to her on a fucking Harley. In the Dalmatian rubber suit. Jesus Christ. Oh my god, he's still wearing that suit? Still wearing the fucking suit. Look, dude knows what he likes. And he like, he goes, everything you do is part of my plan, and I expected you to fuck up, and thanks for doing it, and da 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 And she gets mad, because she's not a fuck up, and she's like, I don't. And she's Tulip. And she's Tulip. So then, she basically threatens him. She's like, I'm gonna go kick your ass. And, you know, he's God, so like, he beats her down a little. Um, not really, he like... He goes, I am a loving God, but don't test me. And then, like, gold light pushes her into a car. It doesn't. It's fine. Because he's okay. like the touch of God. It doesn't sure. matter. 
Yeah. Um, no, it seems right. Yeah. So she has decided that she's going to beat up God, which is like, if that's what? how you want to <laughs> beat up God. Um, apparently, the Long Gals, um, Jesse's crazy mom's family, mm-hmm. while they believe in voodoo and magic and solving people's problems, they do not like quote unquote monsters. And there is a picture apparently in the living room of a strung up vampire catching fire in the daylight. Is it Cassidy? No, like that's what they do to vampires is they string them up and wait for the sun to rise and then they burn them to death. It seems fucked up, yo. Weirdly specifically bigoted. Yeah. Like you're doing this weird shit that you don't like other people's weird shit. You don't like vampires. So like zombies are cool, but no vampires. I guess zombies because like you can control them, I guess. I'm not really sure. It doesn't make a lot of sense. So then Jesse, Jesse and Cassie have a good, Cass have a good moment where Jess goes, you're my best friend. And I'm sure I've said this before. And he's like, you really haven't ever said that to me ever. And then it's all like, I'm sure I have. It doesn't matter. And they have a moment. It's a bro moment. And then Jess goes, but like you have to leave. And Cass is like, you'll do anything to get me away from Tulip. And Jess is like, no, fuckface. They're going to kill you. <laughs> it's my bonkers family. Yeah, they're going to figure out you're a vampire and they're going to kill you. And Cass points out like, what? They're voodoo magic fuckers. I should be their leader. And Jess points out they like magic, not monsters. And then Cass gets offended. Anyway, meanwhile, um, Jess is just wandering around trying to like recruit people to come back to the farm like he did before when he was he's like seducing people to come in. It was in the second episode with the chicken in the black okay. and white. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, he didn't really do anything this episode. It, it's been a minute. I'm kind of out because Cassidy asked the voodoo grandma for a love potion. Oh, nah. Jesus. So I'm like, well, I'm out. Now it's rapey. Yeah. Um, he didn't. He hasn't used it, but he did ask for it. Um, Tulip is trying to figure out how to get Jesse out of this, like, blood pact. Mm-hmm. Apparently, if you get the blood napkin back and then try to destroy it, the person it belongs to who made the pack dies. So the only way to, like, get out of it... So blood napkin sounds really... <laughs> very much like a... Uh, like a tampon. Like a tampon. Yeah. No, um... My mother, just... my mother likes to refer to them as sanitary napkins. All right. I don't think that's a, that unusual. It's weird. It's, it's like it's, old people It's old people slang. It's better than blood napkin. I'm going to start calling it blood Actually, no. Yeah, actually, yeah. I'm going to start calling it blood napkin. Blood napkin sounds, sounds kind of metal. Ooh, maybe blood pouch. Ew, no. Oh, that's If it's like a diaphragm? Pouch. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> part of voodoo magic, apparently, is when you ask Granny for something, you make a blood pact, and she puts it on a napkin, and then she puts this, like, it's like a handkerchief, really. A blood handkerchief. She puts it in, like, a filing cabinet, in, like, a file folder. Like, it's a contract. Well, you have to keep track of your sure. stuff. So, when you try to get it back... Is that a blood cabinet at that point? Yes. Okay. When you try to get it back without really paying off the debt, because only grandma can decide when your debt's paid, if you, like, force it out of her or whatever, mm-hmm. or steal it, and then try to destroy it, the person who made the pact originally dies. Oh, no. Yeah. So, she can't steal the fucking thing, because Jesse will die. Yeah. Um, she goes to the other family and tries to get them to help her, but they know that she's Tulip, and now she's, like, kind of kidnapped, but she's also still has her gun, so I'm sure she's gonna be fine. Um, so it's Tulip. Okay. And, um, oh, they figured out Cassidy 
was a vampire. Oh, no. Because he's an idiot. Yeah. And told... He got, like, high with TC while TC was, like, sewing up his bullet wound. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Cassidy's hella dumb. Oh, he's real dumb. I love him, well, but he he's talks. a dumb dumb. He just, like, yeah. he assumes everything's He runs at the mouth. Oh, he's the Jason Mendoza of this show. Oh, my God, he is the Jason Mendoza of this show. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. that seems right. Um, so, basically, he talks about all... Like, they're talking about they're comparing battle scars or whatever, except he's not fucking scarred. And he's talking about taking a shotgun to the chest from an angry wife who accidentally also killed her husband, who was giving Cass a blowjob, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, and then, like, one guy, like, slid him in half, and he's, like, telling all, and there's no scarring, because he's a vampire. Yeah. Yes. So, TC, the little one, like, figures it out, tells, and then catches him eating a fucking chicken. I'm like, Cass, go to the next farm over. Oh, my God. Jesse yeah. told you not to do Take this Take a walkabout. It took me a second, and I'm like, so he was... Eating a chicken. So what? People do that all the time. No, like, <laughs> like vampire eating a chicken. He was drinking oh. a chicken. Like he was drinking. A, I apologize. He was oh. drinking a chicken. <laughs> nope. Don't like that caught. at all. Um, they strung him up. Jesse found him and was like, "What are you guys doing?" And then they're like, "Oh, you didn't know your friend was a vampire." And Jesse goes, "No, no, I, I <laughs> what? didn't. I am shocked. What? what a surprise! I do declare. I had no brand new information." Idea. And then the episode ends with them reopening the tombs, which is apparently under the house where that, like, icky science teacher um, is, like, being kept. Apparently, mm-hmm. he's not a zombie. He did age. Oh. Okay. I just oh. missed it. Okay. I didn't see enough of him. He's definitely older, and he definitely only has one eye now. Blech. But basically, it's like a fight club of people who haven't paid their debts. Oh, jeez. Or who are behind. So if you don't pay your debts, they come and get you. You live in their basement, and you have to fight for your life. Cool. Is okay. it like a thing where if you win 50 times, you get to go free? I don't know. Because the science teacher's still alive, and it's been like 15 years. Oh, probably then and it's just down fight until you die. Yeah. Which sucks. I think you're just owned. They just own you, basically. Great. Um. So now the science teacher and Cass have to have a fight to the death. Because Jesse didn't want him strung up in the daylight. So, like, it I mean, seems like... Cat Jesse is trying to kill him, but really he knows Cass is probably going to win. In this, yeah. Like, fight. Mm-hmm. It's a science teacher with a chainsaw. Like, Cass has got it. Yeah. So. There's no real emotional, like, weight there because we don't care about that science teacher. We would like him to die. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um, the next episode is called The Tombs. And Jesse didn't want to reopen them because he's not a bad person. He doesn't want to watch people fight to the death. Yeah. He's just stuck he's now in Angelville. And not we're a just, great he's not, person. He's not a great person. <laughs> well, like, there's a difference He's between, not even an okay person, honestly. He's a dirtbag. Yeah. But, like... They're all dirtbags. That's why Whatever like the them. step slightly above bad Cassidy, person is, Cassidy that's him. Cassidy is a dirtbag. Yes. And Tulip is a dirtbag. Yeah. Jesse is, like, two steps lower than a dirtbag. Yeah. I read the summary for the next episode, and basically, he goes a little dark, like, Langelle side, not Custer side, and Cassidy and Tulip are like, what the fuck, bro? We have to get out of here. You're being terrible. Yeah, hopefully that means they only spend half the season No, I here. think we're here for the God duration. damn it. And I'm so... I'm so mad about the love potion thing. Like, I'm so angry, Cassidy. I just, I want him to just have it and never use it. Yeah. Or never use it and at the end of the episode, light it on fire. Yeah, hopefully he just sits on that. Yeah. And or it's like, it goes this- totally wrong and he accidentally gets love potioned to love somebody ridiculous. Yes. Uh, but even then, like, <laughs> there's a 
big difference between, hey, make me this thing, and hey, I'm trying to use this thing. Even if it goes wrong, you had that intent that I want to emotionally enslave somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I hope, like, he wants to, but he never does, and then he throws it away. Yeah, because that's like like a redemption eh, arc. He's learning how to be a good person. Yeah. He's trying to understand agency of another human being and he wants her to actually love him not fake love him exactly which is usually what love potion stories are about is like you want to earn their love not trick them into it Mm -hmm. but i don't want to see him use it that's the part i don't like Like, yeah he just kept i I ain't got time for that yeah so i will watch the next one i guess and you are the hero how many episodes do i have to watch before i'm like all of them all of them forever. Uh, and like if you keep if you watch Preacher, then you don't have to watch Supergirl. I got you. Mm-hmm. Somebody mm, else will watch Supergirl. Which one would I rather I'd rather sit through Preacher. At oh, least wow. people curse and like there's blood and stuff. Uh see and Supergirl has at least it has superheroes in it for me. So I like Tulip. Tulip beat the Tulip's shit out of a, a delight. Six foot She's the only good part man. of that show for she me. She threw herself out a window. Like, I'm here for Tulip getting into a fist fight with God. I'm just, I'm here for Ruth Nega, Sick. dude. Like, she is amazing. She told she told Jesse she was going to kick God's ass, and he laughed at her. And then she's like, hold my beer. Hold Literally. my beer. She's like, you just wait, Jesse. Yeah. And she took her earrings off. And then, and then he was like, oh, shit, you are going to beat him. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, and that is Bam Pow for this week. We're back next week with all the same things because it's all summer. the normal shows haven't come back yet. Mm-hmm. And so we have... Is um, Teen Titans a fall release? You know, I'm not actually sure. Oh, man. I'm excited for that because fuck Batman. <laughs> That's going to be such garbage. <laughs> I can't believe they let Robin say that. I cannot believe they let Robin say that. tiny, angry Robin. Tiny, angry Robin cursing Batman. I'm so excited. It's going to be so bad. Great. Somewhere guys, Jason Todd is like, I'm so proud of you right now. Dude. I know, Aqu- right? Aquaman is going to be so terrible. Oh, man. It's going to be real oh, bad. What? I, no. Like, Aquaman is going to no. be a delight. No. Y- yes, but no. No. Yes, but no. <laughs> I'm super excited. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a good time, but that is not going to be a good film. And that is our show for this week. We will be back later in your ears for Ant-Man and the Boss because someone who's a slacker definitely not me finally saw it last night so uh damn it anyway thank you for listening we'll see you tomorrow same bam time same pow channel bam pow bam pow you're terrible like this I'm leaving it just like that (laughs) damn it